This is a game of codes on the Raw, Australia's biggest sporting debate. Jeff is the Rugby World Cup in Japan. How good has it been? Quarterfinals just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. What well, two weeks away now, and um, I think I think a lot of fans will be ready for the knockout phases to start. Hundred percent. We have Jeff Parks, uh, rugby expert at theraw.com.au. But not only that, he's come direct to us from Japan. How are you, legend? Um, uh, very well, thank you. Uh, guys, pleasure to be on. All right, let's jump straight into the Wallabies-Uruguay game that happened Saturday afternoon. Did the Wallabies do enough for you, mate? Uh, yeah, they did. Look, it was a, a pass mark for me. Um, you know, I tend not to read too much into these pool matches against the lower-ranked teams. Um, you know, I think as I write today in my column, uh, they've come out of these games with no injuries, no suspensions, you know, having scored a few nice tries and had a good physical workout, then you know, I think that all adds up to a positive result. Uh, I think we can expect more of the same against Georgia. Uh, you know, they got a touch-up from Fiji uh, when they were on a short turnaround. Uh, that was a game I went to in um, Osaka. Um, but, yeah, Georgia's physical, well-organised defensively. And so, again, you know, it's not so much about how many points you score against these uh, nations, and that's not being disrespectful to them. It's, but it's more about kicking through it and going into uh, full preparation mode after that for the quarterfinals, and, uh, which at this stage uh, looks like it'll be against the old foe, uh, Eddie Jones and England. That'll be a tasty one for sure. I, I think a game against Uruguay is always going to be a match for a side like Australia where you have very little to gain from it and everything to lose. Um, and as as Jeff said, you know the, the fact they've escaped it, if you like, um, with a bonus point, without any injuries, without any suspensions, um, unless we get another very late sighting or something like that, which, geez, I'd hope not. But yeah, I mean, the bare minimum, they got it out of the way. And, and there were some positives. Um, there are a couple of negatives as well. I, I was quite disappointed to see the Wallaby start slowly again, even though, you know, yes, it's not the first choice 15, but um, the fact it's been three games in a row now that they've come out of the blocks pretty slowly. That's disappointing. Um, two yellow cards as well for the same offences, you know, four high tackles in the in the first half. That was, that was disappointing as well. But on the flip side of that, um, and everyone's talking about him, and everyone was talking about him before the game, but to see Jordan Patea make his debut and really impress, yes, it's against Uruguay, um, but I, I think the surety and... You know, oh, assuredness he he showed um and the patience he showed waiting to get involved um or waiting until the right moment to get involved um and then when he did i don't think he had a bad touch in the first half with the exception of uh, of one knock-on which was from a terrible pass so there's lots to like about him he played 40 minutes against uruguay i wouldn't be surprised if we see that bumped up to say 60 against georgia and maybe then he's in the frame for a starting gig against england or maybe off the bench there yeah great to see patai uh, finally debut in a wallabies jersey and and just while we're on that, another tick as well for the jersey. The uh, Indigenous mm. uh, strip looked fantastic and uh, was really well received up here in Japan. Yeah, no, it was, it was a wonderful... You, oh, and you could see, you know, particularly Kirtley Beale, the the amount of pride um, that was shown then in, in wearing a, another Indigenous jersey. Wonderful to see. Um, a couple of other players who I think impressed, Jack Dempsey. Um, he's, I've 
liked the look of Jack Dempsey for a while now and, of course, had that horrible hamstring injury a couple of years ago. You know, all of this comes with the caveat of, yes, it was against Torn Uruguay. from the bone, Dan. Oh, Torn from the bone. Horrid. Horrid. Not at all. And in a Barbarians match as well, just the last the last thing you want. But um, his, I think his footwork just going into contact um, is something that... Perhaps not a lot of other Wallabies bring to the table. So I think his performance was really impressive. He's going to be in the frame for more minutes going forward. Um, and also Taniela Tupo making his first appearance of the World Cup off the bench um, offers really strong ball carrying, which, One England, uh, which Australia are going to need, particularly in that quarterfinal against England. So um, there are a few disappointing parts, but for the most part, positives to take out of that performance, I think. Any changes for the Georgia game, do you see, Jeff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they'll uh, they'll keep, um, you know, ticking through the, the squad. I think if it was me, I'd certainly be uh, loading the squad with pretty much who you think is going to start against England in the quarterfinal, assuming that it is England. Um, I think that's the right way to approach it. But having said that, um, you know, players do pick up niggles. There's, uh, you know... Plenty of flexibility in all of the squads, but but no, I'd like to see um, what you know will be the starting lineup for England play. Um, you know, there's still a question mark at ten whether Lowy Apano comes back in there or um, or Matt Tamur, who played so well uh, when he came on against Wales. Um, you know, so I think I think there's some big questions there to be answered, but uh, we will see changes. All right, let's move our focus. This is a game of codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate. Red cards, uh, Jeff. Are they ruining the tournament? I believe it's the most ever in a World Cup. Uh, in my opinion, no, they're not. And uh, look, I understand there's a lot of noise about that. And uh, again, it's something I've written about in detail. Look, I actually don't think world rugby's too far off the pace here. And, and certainly nowhere to the, near to the extent that uh, many are making out. So... Look, there's no question there have been more red cards at this World Cup, but we've also had more players hitting other players in the head. And in the case of uh, the Italian props uh, the other night, uh, dropping players on their heads. And, you know, I don't think there's any card or review system that ultimately is going to solve irresponsible irresponsible behaviour like that by some of the players. So uh, that said, uh, we saw in the New Zealand-Namibia match a couple of clear examples where... You know, middle ground needs to be found uh, that takes into account a, bat, a ball carrier, you know, sinking low to the ground. And I actually think the AFL uh, has this about right. You know, not paying a uh, high contact when the tackle player falls into the contact. So look, I, I also know there's calls now for NRL style review system, but my response to that would be that it's effectively already in place anyway for red card level offences. The commissioner is able to, well, not able, they do uh, review every match and then uh, cite players if they deem fit for red card offences so they don't need the referee to tell them that during a game. And the other issue about doing moving to that sort of system is that it doesn't really cater for yellow card level offences. So uh, Jeff has spoke before about Adam Coleman getting a yellow card uh, against Uruguay. You know, a refer system's not going to work there. Uh, he's still going to stay on the field. Uh, Uruguay aren't advantage, or Australia's not disadvantaged in any way. And then what's a review going to do? It's only a yellow card, and, and well, they're going to stand them down for 10 minutes in a future game. You know, I don't think so. So, um, you know, I think that idea, uh, the golden rule with that one is if, 
It's an idea that's been pushed by Phil Kearns, and it's probably a dud. That would be uh, my view on that. <laughs> I think um, I think Phil Kearns has failed to re- realise that everyone or every NRL fan absolutely hates what's going on with the review um, process in that code. So I, I, I don't see... Uh, that happens in every code. Every code talks about how good the other system is and every code hates their own system. Well, I've talked about on this very podcast very, very previously that rugby league would be well-placed to follow in the steps of rugby union um, because at least there's a clear framework around that and there's a degree of... Um, well, there's far more, uh, far more apparent transparency around that. Look, I, I think where a lot of this complaint comes from is around the Argentina-England game where Thomas Lavanini was sent off with about an hour left to go. And look, let's be honest, it killed the contest. Argentina were having a decent game, horrible in defence, but they were showing plenty of promise in attack before that moment. Once Lavanini got sent off, that was it. And I suppose the issue for some people is that there was... Uh, there's clearly no malice. His intent wasn't to go and hit Owen Farrell in the head. He just happened to hit him in the head. And and so I suppose the issue for some people is if there's no malice, does your team then deserve to play the, the rest of the game without um, or, you know, a player down? And I, I have some sympathy um, towards the argument um, that there should be some, like, an orange card type thing for somewhere where... Yeah, there is dangerous contact made to uh, an opposition player, but there's no malice or intent behind it. And you then send that player off for, say, 10 or 20 minutes. Um, The team is down to 14 men for that period of time. But at the end of the 10 or 20 minutes, they are allowed to bring on a different replacement. I quite like that idea because rugby, you know, is first and foremost a spectator sport. It's entertainment and, you know, the current laws are turning people away. Um, But you... So I would be all right with that front uh, or with that kind of idea. But I would also say that World Rugby have a... a, um, a compulsion to protect player safety and that's something that these laws do yeah we're just going through a transition phase and it's unfortunate that it happens to fall during a world cup and i'm certainly critical of world rugby for you know for not timing this better and and making the you know communicating all of this better to a lot of fans who who really still haven't got the memo and uh, so the intent is good uh, I'd certainly be happy to, for them to look at uh, a system like you proposed, uh, Daniel, but I'm not totally convinced. Um, you know, I, I, I thought Lavanini swung pretty hard and he certainly wanted to hit Farrell hard, not in the head, but the fact is that he did and he's got a responsibility not to do that. And Some of these guys need to bend at the knees a little bit more. Well, that is all we got time for here on the Rugby World Cup. This is a game of codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate. Jeff Parks coming direct to us from Japan. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, always a pleasure, and look forward to chatting again in due course as the Cup on the Raw Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.